for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Um, Before we get started, thanks to everybody who's been listening to the Super Crooks episode. If you haven't listened to the Super Crooks episode, um, it is in the podcast feed in whatever app you're using to listen to this right now. And um, it's the podcast before this one, so go check it out. Now, before we get started on what I want to talk about, um, I do want to mention that the new year is coming up and... In the new year, I want to make a um a, I want to make some changes to the podcast, mostly so it flows better and it just it feels better because this the Sunday edition I want to be a little bit more freeform, but the Thursday but the more regular Thursday episodes I want to actually add more to so it, it not just so it flows better and it plays better, but so you, the listener, get more out of it. So um, I'm not going to say what that is yet, but I, I hope you like it. So um, I just started collating things and like getting that process started this morning. So um, look forward to that. And on that note, what I want to talk about this episode, this Sunday edition is um, representations of disability of people with disabilities in anime. And I've talked about this a bunch actually on this podcast because it's actually one of my expertise when, um, before the arrival of coronavirus into all of our lives, I actually used to do this as a regular panel in, um, in an anime convention in New York City that at the time it, like, at the time... We all stopped going to those things because... Also, just a quick public service announcement. If you're listening to this and you went to Anime NYC, you should probably go get tested for coronavirus because um, someone caught the Omicron variant while at Anime NYC. (laughs) So um, definitely go and get yourself a free test or if you're not vaccinated... Um, get yourself tested and and vaccinated because, yo, Omicron was hanging out with you in that room. (laughs) Maybe. That's not great. Um, But before before that kind of thing used to be a normal occurrence, I... The panel that I ran was, like, they gave me the biggest room. They gave me the biggest room for two of my panels. Um, One of them was... A panel on um, called "Mommy and Daddy Hate You," and actually, some of you might listen to me because of the panel because I used to say like, "Hey, I've got a podcast." Um, at the beginning and end of both of both of all my panels, but one of them was "Mommy and Daddy Hates You," a um, and it was basically a organized chaotic list of um, of parent of 
bad parents from anime, which was always fun and was designed to like put butts in seats. But it was also designed to put butts in seats so I could tell people about my other better, more important panels. The two of which were um, Full Metal and Beyond, an exploration of disbuilding anime. And um, and welcome to your cyberpunk, welcome to your cyberpunk future, which is all about cyberpunk. What was also like a spinoff of the dis- of my panel about disability in anime. Now the reason why I want to talk about this is because I um I didn't get caught by much um in terms of the uh, in terms of Cyber Monday this year. Oftentimes, I get caught by a lot. Like, I like Cyber Monday, for me, like everybody else, is Cyber Monday and Black Friday and, like, the, the like, the deal season. Is a time of, um, it's a time of me getting a lot of stuff that I wouldn't otherwise get any other time of year. Because it is very expensive. But two... Two... Kinds of anime I tend to like are... Obviously, anime with depictions of disabled people in them. And anime that are like... That are like set in a... In like an underworld setting. Like a, like a seedy, bad, violent kind of underworld setting call me fucking 13 if you want but i tend to like them but i also tend to like them i tend to like them well written which brings me to one of my purchases for cyber monday which was a uh which was a not well written one of those and and a well written one of those don't worry i got jorman gun the full collection of jorman gun in the same in the same order so it saved me from being a total trash fire um, and that show is Gangsta. And if you know anything about Gangsta, you probably know it for putting the Studio Monglobe out of business. Because it just, like... And I don't, but I don't necessarily think that's because the show was bad. But the show, to be clear, is not great. Like, it starts out okay and doesn't go well, and doesn't go well from there. It's not... And part of this is because the um, manga author has been... I don't know if she's... And I don't want to talk like this and be macabre. But I don't know if she's still alive. Because I know she's been struggling with lupus for years. And she goes in and out of writing the manga. And she is very clearly... You can tell by the giant hands in the source material. A... um, a former shoujo or shoujo eye um, author because she makes just giant hands, which means she's to write yaoi and it's weird. Um, but the interesting, the most interesting part of that of Gangster for me is the character of Nicholas Brown, who they call Nick in the show. He because not only is he one of the shows like weirdly super powered. Um, characters in the form of like a Twilight and in in this show Twilights are essentially low grade X-Men who um have some variant of super strength but also were an enslaved class of people 
until like until like 15 years ago basically so like in in Nicholas's living memory he was a slave child basically um and but what's most interesting is that Nicholas is actually deaf and if you've been watching um Disney Marvel's Studios um Hawkeye you'll know that there are quite a few deaf characters in Hawkeye. But what's also interesting about Hawkeye is they made Hawkeye deaf and they do a really good job of being like, of course he's fucking deaf. He's been, he's been just a dude next to explosions for like decades now and it sucks. And he, it's like, it's a hazard of him um, doing his job and he even clearly mentions it as such and one of the like best scenes so far that I've seen the show spoiler alert for Hawkeye if you have Disney Plus you can literally go watch this scene right now um I'm not even up to date on it so low grade spoiler alert I guess but the scene where he gets a call from his kid and his hearing aid has been broken and his kid doesn't know and he's too ashamed to tell them because of the way it broke. And he... He has to have his... The, like, the other main character in the show, the like um, female lead of that show, she translates what he's saying onto a, like, a notepad and helps him through the conversation because the, it's one of his kids and his kids can't... And his kid can't get it. Like, oh, he's trying to tell me he doesn't have his hearing aid in. I need to text him. And it's this, like, heartbreaking scene because in that moment you realize that that's, that's what, um, what's it called? That's what, um, he lost as a result of his job and he wasn't always deaf. And it's a real struggle for him and it shows this moment of, him struggling with that in a way that, like, a disabled from birth person wouldn't, if that make any sense. Now, the other... But the other thing that they're doing there, they're doing there is they're doing something that isn't as easy as you think. And I'm going to go back to, um... I'm going to go back to, actually, um... Not just Gangster, but Full Metal Alchemist for this, because Gangster, both Gangster and Full Metal Alchemist handle the their disabled characters very differently. Gangster handles theirs very differently than Full Metal Alchemist, because Full Metal Alchemist also does the same thing as um, what's it called? As Hawkeye, in that the Disabled character, the main disabled characters in Full Metal Alchemist, Ed and Al, are both male. And I know this sounds weird, but if you go back and you look at a lot of, especially in anime, depictions of disabled people in anime, you'll find a lot of women. You, you'll find a fair amount of men, too, but it, it's, lots of times, it's 
overwhelmingly an overwhelmingly female depiction of disability. Now, why is this a thing? That's probably because it's easier, at least in my eyes, to feel sympathy for for a depiction of a female character in any kind of media. And part of this comes from the same part of the reason that psychologically lots of people trust female narrators more than they trust male narrators. They, however, and this is important, they think male narrators have more authority. And so you have this weird, you have this weird thing where if you're a disabled female character, oftentimes the overwhelming feeling for you is sympathy, earned or unearned. And the reason why, if you look at um, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Gangsta, or even Hawkeye, which I'm inspired this, so I'm including, that they use a male disabled character as the lead is because they want they want you to rec- they want you to recognize them as a character and they want to portray disability in a less oh i'm so sorry oh sympathy takes over kind of way because if you go and you look at something like a silent voice or um the movie Josie the Tiger Josie the Tiger and the Fish which if you haven't seen that movie i think it's out on um, DVD Blu-ray, which means that I have to freaking find and own that thing. Um, you should go see that movie. It's incredible. Also, if you haven't seen A Silent Voice, you should go see that movie. It's incredible. But there's a underlying feeling of, like, there's an underlying feeling of, like, sadness and sympathy to a certain point with that, with both those movies because you're dealing with a female character. And you're dealing with a female character who's very clearly, like, one side of a romantic relationship. And while that's great, that's a great, like, story to tell. And it's, like, both of those movies were, were like, me in the theater almost crying. (laughs) Um, One alongside Kia, and Kia was was looking at me like, are you you cool? Like, do do I need to, like... Do I need to hug you? I we don't hug much. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Please don't hug me. It's weird. Um, but the the way those move, the way those movies function, the way so all these shows function, they function based on what they want you to feel for the disabled character. And in the case of Gangsta. They want Nicholas to have a certain amount of, like, scary dude, but then instantly, like, can be pushed around by his best friend slash, like, slash, like, older brother slash, like, contract holder in the show's, um, in the show's, uh, lingo. But the, uh, but the other thing I want to note is that the, like, explosion of... Disabled characters, at least in Western media, seemed pretty guided by the idea that they want a disability that can be shown 
instantly without being shown, but also can be hidden when necessary. So in the um, Hawkeye, in Hawkeye, they use they use deafness as a really visual medium because they show sign language, which is great. Which which is like I hope this is like Disney stealth encouraging people to learn how to sign because I can't sign because the two handed it's a two handed form of communication and I don't have two hands to use that way. Um, but I think the one handed way. Like, you can straight up spell words with one hand. Um, but it's a very visual, instantly visual thing. And there's a deaf character in, um, in Disney's, in the, in the Eternal movie that Disney just put, put out too. And they do the same thing. You see her sign. You see her and another character sign all the time. And it's. It's a very visual form of it's it's a very audiovisual actually form of um, a disability because you can hear the sound from the other person's perspective. You can hear the sound from the deaf person's perspective by messing with the audio. So in the case of Hawkeye, you see there's a moment where he opens like a freezer door and it, the click of the freezer door cues the sound to be all muffled the way he hears it since he is hearing impaired and then also the um the uh does a scene like i think in episode one where they do that in a fight scene for nicholas in gangsta and because of the audio-visual element of, um, and also they do, they, like, part of the reason why I got gangsta is because, like, I, I watched the, like, I watched that show more than anyone should. It's not, like I keep saying, it's not a great show. Because of the depiction of Nicholas as a disabled person, like, in the world and the fact that he's confident, but all the other characters are... Basically, every character in that show, like, either speaks slowly so he can read their lips, or they know how to use sign language. <laughs> Which is, like, it... I'm not the kind of disabled person who needs a kind of, like, accommodation made for me by anybody else. But one of the few... And I'm gonna thank Kie for this. Um... One of the few, like, like I'm going to thank Kia and Lauren for this, my co-host on, the person who I co-host with on um, the Uncanny Curve podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Both Kia and Lauren, when they see I'm having a hard time, like, say, at a buffet full of food, they will just hold my plate. Or, like, they will do things because they're like, ah, Alec... Alex only has one hand. He might need help with this. And Lauren asks. Kie just does in like a weird like shadow person way. Which like when I notice it I'm like oh yeah that's why people think we're married. Okay. But um. 
the the kind in gangsta and if you if you are a disabled person looking for um looking for anime recommendations uh please reach out to me you can um find me on instagram uh, you can actually find the lunchbox radio handle on instagram um you can also find me at alex holt cohan on instagram um but please reach out i have recommendations just up the wazoo the the choice of demonstrating deaf characters in media and kind of from a silent voice to gangsta to Hawkeye to any number of representation to the Eternals is this like um is this is finally a choice of representing disabled people in a way that also works from a filmmaking perspective because you see these characters like the use of the unique use of like the audio of film and the visual of film allows you to have kind of a fuller experience of what that character might experience. Does that make any sense? The others, the other part of it is that they could go one step further. Like you, you could totally go one step further. Um, the character of Bucky from, um, from Cap, from um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, or even much of the Marvel universe, is makes a lot of sense. He is straight up like a dude with one arm. Like he's got a robot arm, but. When he doesn't have that attached, he's not super useful. <laughs> and that emulates what you see in Full Metal Alchemist. And, but also, you don't feel the same kind of, like, sympathy for him. Probably because, once again, he is a male character. So that's the other thing I wanted to, like, congratulate media on media in general for doing. Is oftentimes, many times... As a disabled adult man, <laughs> like it, seeing depictions of dis- people with disability and disabilities, and oftentimes they are disabled female teenagers, is a way different thing. It's like there's a lot more psychological, psychologically going on in someone's feelings towards a young girl who is disabled than an adult who, like, is just living in the world with a disability who's a guy because of the way that society feels towards men, because of the way that society treats adults versus treating kids with I mean, they have a phrase for it. They call it kids clubs. And towards the way that you just feel sympathy. And on that note, um, I don't want to run over on this one. But if you like this episode, new episodes come out every 
Thursday and Sunday. Thursday is a more traditional episode. It's about a show or a movie or a property. Um, if you want an example of that, you can go listen to the Super Crooks, Super Crooks episode. I had a lot of fun watching that show and talking about that show, so you should go listen to it. Um, and the Sunday editions are more metatextual. They're more about the industry, about like media, about like just the fandom, that kind of stuff. So um, until Thursday, I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. And I'll talk to you then. <laughs>